Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor, a dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound... We're the ambassadors to intermation. And today yeah. we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The United Nations. The world's forum for ensuring peace and prosperity for humans everywhere. Or, as George W. Bush once called it, a meaningless debating society. Where rich people get together, jaw, and then go to cocktail parties. Yeah, it's probably that second one. Yeah. Awesome. How y'all doing? Anybody break their leg in a weird place last night other than oh, that football player on Monday no, Night Football? No, no, I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, here. <laughs> yeah, I just Your saw Your leg's it. not supposed to bend that way. I didn't oh, see it. Boy. I just read about it. Does it look pretty bad, Michael? Uh, yes, it does. Very bad. Yeah, it's seriously, uh, if you have a living soul and you're not like a former combat medic or something like that, it can't help but make you go, oh, no. It's bad. Unless you're a combat medic, you shouldn't watch the replay on Monday Night Football of his leg pointing the wrong direction. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible injury. Oh, my golly. Here's my favorite story of the day that I'll get into the details of later. Uh, provided pretty well, pretty well, by the New York Times last night. As we hit, ladies and gentlemen, we should all be a little proud. I mean, hate to pat ourselves on the back, but we did it. We hit $32 trillion in debt yesterday. Yes! We're now officially $32 trillion in debt, and we should. We all had to pull together to pull this off, but we did it. It's the American will. 
and our spirits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's like- no mountain we can't climb, but probably ought to keep my voice down so the kids don't hear. You'll be paying it off. You know what's hilarious is that I misspoke using the old number, which is funny. It's so giant now. Trillions of dollars. I remember when it hit a trillion. I was young, but it was a big deal. Ah, trillion. Ah, trillion. It's like, you can't have a... No no country could sustain a trillion dollars in debt. We're now at $33 trillion. That's what happened yesterday. We officially hit $33 trillion. And... um, the New York Times points out some of the uh, some of the the reasons we got there, and I was pretty impressed by that. Mentioning, for instance, that the Biden administration had said the Inflation Reduction Act was going to cost four hundred billion, but a new Penn Wharton budget model says it'll be more than a trillion. So, the Inflation Reduction Act, which was a bad idea, at four hundred billion, and many critics said it's going to cost a lot more than that. Turns out it is, and the New York Times is willing to mention that, no, it's a trillion dollars it costs us. And a bunch of other pandemic relief programs that were supposed to cost about $55 billion. Turns out they cost $230 billion. What is the point of even putting a number on any government program at the beginning? Whether it's a bridge or a train to nowhere or uh, uh, you know some sort of we're going to make the, the the homeless homed and the, the the sick well and all that program. They always end up costing many multiples more. What's the point of even having the original number? And nobody pays a penalty, and they all know that we're not going to. There get you go. Dinged. You answered your own question. The point is that nobody pays enough attention to care, and they get away with it every single damn time. Right? Nobody ever gets dinged for being. Of course, this happens with like getting your home added on to and everything like that, but. Um, I just feel like if I told somebody, hey, I'll wash your car for five bucks, then I wash your car and it, sorry, it's going to be a hundred dollars. They wouldn't just say, oh, all right. Cost more than you thought, huh? <laughs> yeah, it costs oh, yeah, more than I thought. Well, it's a uh, combination of soap costs and uh, sponge liability insurance. And uh, yeah, so anyway, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it's it, worse it's than that. known. We've we've heard from people who've bid on or been part of the process uh, on the government side of various giant public works process, uh, pro, uh, projects, and that's what you do. You say, yeah, I think we can do it in uh, four years for uh, $10 bucks. Yeah, the next out- week, as soon as you get that gig, suddenly it's eight years and then $15 billion. Yeah, I left out the time limit. It'd be, I'll wash your car today for $5, and then I don't wash it till next Friday, and it's $100. And you, you just go. and you just say, okay, I guess there's nothing you could do. <laughs> you know, it goes back to, uh, was it uh, Friedman? Heck, it's probably as old as time, this saying, that there, there are four ways, essentially, to spend money. If you spend your own money on yourself, you're extremely careful about the cost and the quality. At the other end of the extreme, uh, the other end is uh, if you're spending somebody else's money on somebody else, you don't care about the cost and you don't care about the quality. There, my friends, is where government resides. And here's the best part of the story. Again, this is from the New York freaking Times. I'd like to know what a more conservative view of this all is. The IRS said last week that blah, 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 tax benefit, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, Sorry, I got the wrong spot here because this is my favorite part. Oh! The, 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 uh, Another broken promise. What? First, you said you'd wash our car and didn't do that. Now this. <laughs> Calculating the uh, where we're headed, the debt is on track to top $50 trillion by the end of the decade. 
Not the century, the decade. No, no. yeah. yeah. It's going to be 2024 soon. By 2030, our debt will be $50 billion. Our trillion, I'm yeah. sorry. We'll get $50 billion. Hilarious. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, anybody with an IQ over 65 uh, has been saying for a very long time, interest rates cannot possibly stay as low as they are, and our ability to service the debt is going to be, well, the effort it takes, the money it takes, is about to skyrocket when interest rates go back up, which is where we are right now, obviously. But the yeah, politicians, that is, um... what are you going to do? The, the politicians uh, four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, whatever, who are now out of office or they're in leadership, at what point does the trial happen? At what point are the, the executions or the beatings or whatever should happen well, for beatings. their profligate spending to boost their own power and influence at the expense of the kids and grandkids? When is that reckoning? I've got my phone right here. I'll put it on my calendar so I'm, I make sure I don't miss it. Yeah, so the New York Times said we'll top $50 trillion by the end of the decade, even after newly passed spending cuts are taken into account, as interest on the debt, as you just pointed out, mounts because the interest rates finally went back to more uh, traditionally historically normal. And the cost of the nation's social safety net programs keeps growing, with neither party now willing to even discuss it. We won't touch your social security. Yay! Yeah, you know what's going to touch it? Reality. And it's not going to like being touched there, if you know what I mean. I continue to say that that was a monumental thing that happened on the State of the Union address this most recent January or February or whenever that was. Oh, yeah. When the Republicans shouted down the president for having suggested that Republicans want to do anything about the entitlement programs. <laughs> Yeah. No, we don't. Don't you dare. You lie. We do not want to do anything about that. We're not going to do anything about that. And Kevin McCarthy made it clear afterwards. I want to make this perfectly clear. We are not going to do anything about this. <laughs> right. We are going to ignore the plain mathematics. Yay. So the Democrats get to ignore it. And now the Republicans are going to ignore it. Anyway, that's how you end up at $50 trillion by the end of the decade. Woohoo! We're now at $33 trillion, everybody. We can and, do this. We and, can do it. A funny little uh, hobby might be for you. How much do you hear about this today, other than listening to this radio show? Is it making any newscasts or headlines anywhere? No. Yeah, maybe it's because nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> maybe we should just move on. Nobody Man. wants to vote for fiscal responsibility. So how many people do you suppose want to hear from, hear about it? It is a little bit like, because I've been here before, it is a little bit like, You've gained so much weight, it just seems like, man, it'd really be a lot of work to get anywhere near doing myself any good at this point. So, what the hell? I'll just keep on down the road I'm going. <laughs> Give me one more slice of pie. I realize I probably ought to do about this sometime, but now it's so far out of control. What's the point? Oh, no. Or maybe you've been there with credit card debt or whatever, yeah. You can cross a point where it feels like you can't fix it. We, we might be there as a country. That might be what's going on. I don't know. That's enough of that. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Tuesday, September the 19th, the year 2023? We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially. According to FCC rules and regulations, the show starts at March. Trans women are women. That's the issue. Now, you can choose to not be okay with that. Yeah, that's your choice. But then you know what you can do? Not use public facilities. Wait till you get home. Only use single-style restrooms if it bothers you so much. Uh, dudes in the restroom bother you? Hold it till you get home, ladies. That's the message.
I'm going to put a dollar. You're just living in it. I'm going to put a dollar in the swear jar. Uh-oh. I'm going, I'm going to be oh. gratuitous here, but I like this expression that the young people use. You can F all the way off. Wow. I do like that expression. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, uh, we sh- should we get that clip from the family guy so I don't have to repeat it where there's a uh, there's a, a a person at the bar where Peter and his friends are hanging out doing something utterly unacceptable and the bartender says hey you got to you got to cut that out and the uh the guy in the dress says I'm transgender and the bartender, Peter, says, oh, so you can literally do anything you want, anywhere, anytime. Sorry. Right. Because any criticism, of course, is uh, being transphobic and hateful. Yes. So just hold it, ladies, or go in your pants. So President Biden speaks at the U.N., I think, while we're on the air today. And uh, we'll see how that goes and what he has to say. Uh, Zelensky on 60 Minutes Sunday night. We got some clips from that at the U.N., I think, today and then in front of Congress later this week. So he's got a big week in terms of rallying, trying to rally U.S. opinion toward continuing to support their war efforts. Speaking of exorbitant spending, we're at $43 in the swear jar at this point, according to the official tally. Uh, That last dollar was worth it, though. I really enjoyed that. You know what? I'm going to chip in 50 cents of that dollar. I really enjoyed it. So how does the whole bag look? Oh, it's pretty good. Well worth getting to. Cool. So our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, 
came across an article, I think it was in the Washington Post yesterday, they're basically saying, hey, Americans, how come you're not into electric cars the way we feel like you ought to be? That's basically what they were saying. <laughs> how funny that they would have to ask that. I don't... I, I, I get that our show's a little different in the world of media, but... That's it's self-evident. Everybody talks about it. Everybody has made the decision for themselves at this point. Um, it's not a secret unless you're just one of, one of those uh, bubbled uh, progressive types, I guess. Mm. Anyway, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Woo-hoo. Human nature does not change. Wisdom endures. Samuel Adams, going back to our series of quotes from Sam Adams, uh, pre-quoting George Orwell. How is this strange? The, uh, yes. Is this the October logger? This Sam Adams. Uh, same fella, different topic. We're mm. not talking about beer. We're talking about liberty. You fool. Back to Sam Adams. How strangely will the tools of a tyrant pervert the plain meaning of words? Mm. Perverting the plain meaning of words. Adams, Orwell. Armstrong and Getty, warning you. Did I just put us on the same list? Ooh, that took some stuff. Yeah, but mailbag. That's a little much for me. <laughs> uh, you can drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Keep it short if you can. Brian, beautiful Mississippi, listen to yesterday's One More Thing podcast. It's secret. It never airs. And sometimes we use salty language. Being a native Southerner, I could not help but add to the states of Louisiana and Florida, both of which have alligators and bears, which we were discussing. The other Gulf states of Alabama, Mississippi, and Texas have both beasts as well. One to chime in. Texas has alligators? I suppose South Texas. Texas. Way over in that Gulf area, like, you know, where you're up against Louisiana, right? Yeah. But so there are five states that have both alligators and bears. All right. It's good to know. Handy, it's handy knowledge. <laughs> yes. yes. Excellent knowledge. On the topic of men's fascination with the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and is there something analogous for women? Uh, Mary in Idaho writes, love the conversation about men in the Roman Empire. My son is a fanatic, but try as I might, reading the rise and fall just never grabbed me. As a woman, though, there is nothing better than the British royal family. Oh, there it is. There it is. The inexplicable fascination from men's perspective. The intrigue, the fashions, the beheadings, all the way back to Elizabeth I up to Harry and Meghan. No surprise tabloids, books in the crown. Oh, no surprise that tabloids, books in the crown get so many eyeballs. The Romans, while fascinating, are not as much fun as Charles and Camilla. (laughs) So on and so forth. I'm not sure I could be in a relationship. Hello! I'm not sure if I could be in a relationship with somebody who was into the royal family. I suppose I'd overlook it. They'd overlook my thing. but Yeah, I suppose. Uh, let's see. Uh, sanity or public expediency. Congrats on the Silver Jubilee, fellas. Is that what 25 years is? Thank That's you. absolutely what it is. So remember all those travel bans on California state employees to half the states in the union? It was actually a little more than that. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, the lunkhead signed a bill to repeal it last week. Yeah, baby, state-funded junkets are back. All right, Cal Unicornia, nuts as ever. 
Uh, Steve writes, election fraud, not really, but I had to jump in on the conversation on electric fraud only to say this. There's info out there about a poll that was taken showing that if more people had known about the Hunter Biden laptop, there would have been enough sway to give Trump the win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oh, yeah, Steve, not only do we concede, we were yelling about it. The media, the FBI, the, the, the tech companies, everybody was conspiring to keep Trump out of the White House. If that is to you a stolen election, it's certainly unethical and dishonest in many ways. But that's uh, yeah, not the fine, partic- fine point. That's not the particular argument Trump was making, though. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We have much to discuss today. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how the president does in front of the U.N. I think this is an opportunity for him to bolster his I'm not completely off my rocker yet or go over the edge to where everybody's saying, all right, this has got to end today. We'll see. He's probably going to get a shot in his hind end and he'll be all right. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They must know, if you cut off our power, deprive us of electricity, deprive us of water, deprive us of gasoline, you need to know, we have the right to do it to you. That's from 60 Minutes Sunday night. President Zelensky headed into this winter. If you remember last winter, the Russians turned off their power on a regular basis. And Zelensky, now that they have a few more tools that they didn't have last year, Drones and explosives and whatnot are saying, hey, we can do that to you, too. Um, bring that up partially because I'm fascinated by the war and think it's important. But it's going to be a lot of the conversation at the U.N. this week. What's going on there? Yeah, it absolutely will be. Uh, we'll uh, observe it and bring whatever clips are relevant. I think the Joe Biden question is it's not going to be anything. They can get him sharp for 45 minutes. Um Unless he has a particularly bad day, 
then they'll cite some uh, obscure scheduling problem and he'll do it tomorrow. But uh, the second thing is uh, Canada. This is like walking in the school lunchroom and hearing Jenny is so pissed at Annie or whatever. Uh, Caitlin is so pissed at Anna. Uh, Canada is super pissed off at India right now. They are openly accusing India of snuffing a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil. This guy was a leader in uh, of a, a Sikh uh, party, uh, the Sikh sect of uh, Indians, and uh, and and he was seen as a rebel and an upstart and uh, whatever else by the Modi regime. So they snuffed him on Canadian soil. So, in what know, manner did they? Uh, and they being the Indian government, or do they know who? Yeah, the Indian uh, intelligence services came over to Canada and 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 shot the guy dead. Shot him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't really want other countries pulling off assassinations on your soil. Yeah, kind of uncool. Uh, I've said it before. I I'll say it again. If I had unlimited time to take a sabbatical or something like that, which doesn't exist in private enterprise, uh, I would study India and Indian politics because it's so interesting. And, and the Modi regime is definitely uh, sort of a democracy. Anyway, having said that, I love this headline, uh, UN Chief's Test. This is about Antonio Guterres, the uh, head of the UN. What do you call him? The Grand Poobah? The, uh, the Superman? Uh, General Secretary. Secretary General. Uh, his big challenge, shaming without naming the world's climate delinquents. Yeah, whatever. He's spoken sharply of planet wreckers. You don't want to be a planet wrecker, do you? And here's I love little, this. Here's a little secret for you, Derek Commerzar or Big Cheese or whatever your name is. I don't give a crap. <laughs> Mr. Secretary General, I sir. I don't care what you think. Jack, he's been unusually blunt in his broadsides against fossil fuel producers. According to the New York Times, he's accused them of, quote, profiting from destruction. He's urged governments to stop funding coal, put the brakes on new oil and gas projects. History is coming for the planet wreckers, he said. History's coming for the planet wreckers. Hell yeah. China shaking in their boots over the way history is going to judge them for using coal plants. Oh, no. Oh, what was that behind me? Was that history? Oh. So who are these planet wreckers? He doesn't name them. And this is the part I love from the New York Times, of course. Not China, the world's coal behemoth. Okay. That's legit. They started with China and they are building, a, what is it, a new coal plant every six hours or something like that? Not Britain or the United States. Wait a minute. Wait, we're in second place in the New York Times of the planet wreckers with Britain? Who both have ambitious climate laws but continue to issue new oil and gas permits. Well, yeah, we can't get off fossil fuels now. Wouldn't it be lovely? What are you going to power your economy on? A, a unicorn uh, methane? Please. <laughs> Then they go on, not the United Arab Emirates, a petrostate where a state-owned oil company executive is hosting the upcoming United Nations climate negotiations. Hilarious. A move that activists have decried as undermining the very legitimacy of the talks. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, see if North Korea is done on the Human Rights Council and can switch over to the, uh, the Climate Committee or whatever the heck. Could there be anything sillier? I'm going to head the Nutritional Eating Council. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. So, all right. So get ready to hear uh, your mainstream media breathlessly reporting breathless uh, requests for uh, 
for more climate change activism. I'm sure we'll see the cute little Greta Thunberg there in New York hectoring people from the sidewalk or whatever she does, perhaps gluing herself to something. <laughs> I wonder, oh, that could be exciting. How Gluings. dare you? Perhaps gluing herself to something. <laughs> I guarantee we see some gluons. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I hope they're over there at the Museum of Modern Art looking out for, uh, you know, people that got the look. And they got a lot of yeah. piercings, funny colored hair, whatever. They're going to glue themselves to something. Just watch. Dopey 20-year-old Euros with bad beards just looking for something to glue themselves to. You do that in New York, it's time to finally enact the Joe Getty policy. All right, now you're glued to something. It's not my business. Enjoy being glued to it. And then whatever happens, you glue yourself to the street, oh, that's going to go poorly. You glue yourself to art, you're going to starve there in the art gallery. Unless How you dare you? The art, and then we're going to charge you with destroying a painting worth many millions of dollars. So yeah, enjoy jail, scumbags. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're right. There will be some gluings in uh, New York City, I got to believe, during the U.N. meeting. John Kerry, the U.S. climate envoy, is expected to attend but not speak. All right, fine. Most of the world leaders aren't showing up. Uh, it's worth mentioning. Uh, Biden, one of the few. I think he's the only uh, head of uh, Security Council nation that's showing up. Yeah, I, um, I dug up the article I met, mentioned just a little bit ago from the Washington Post. Speaking of the environment and whatnot, America passed the EV tipping point, but many buyers still want gas. I don't know who these experts are that they're citing here, but experts say that when a country reaches 5% of sales with EVs, it's a tipping point where generally they take over and the rest of the population falls in also wanting them. And that hasn't happened in the United States. We did get to beyond 5%. Yeah, that's right. It's worth knowing in case you don't follow this. It's between 5 and 10% of U.S. sales are electric cars, and half of those are in California. So um, that's why uh, you hear on the news constantly about electric cars like they're taking over, but you look around you and you don't see any if you don't live in California. Um, if you live in certain areas of California, I've had this experience before. You come on to a four-way stop and all four of us are in a Tesla which is interesting, but uh, no, for, for whatever reason, I, I'm not sure if the researcher's premise makes any sense anyway, that you reach 5 to 10% and all of a sudden everybody else thinks, oh, that must be the cool thing to do, so I'm going to do it too, or it gives me permission to do it or something, I don't know. What if you live, and I'm asking for a friend, in a country that's like 3,000 miles wide, not even including Alaska and like 2,000 miles to, you know, north to south, whatever it is, um, it's just different. I wonder, you remember how uh, famously Hillary Clinton won big to the east of I-95 and the west of I-5, the eastern and western uh, super interstates? Um, I wonder if it's the same thing. What percentage of EVs are to the right of 95 and the left of uh, I-5 as you look at the map? I'll uh, bet it's a vast, vast number. Nearly all of them. Yeah. Would be my guess. Um. Even as the nation's EV market appears to be teetering on the edge of an electric takeover, is what it? the hell? Yeah, I think your I think your wishes are being the father of your enthusiasm. A hesitant American public and still subpar char charging infrastructure. Yeah, that's part of it. Could still still hold the country back. A new of uh, uh, this polling shows nearly half of adults say they prefer to own a gas powered car or truck. Yeah, 
Well, put me in that category, and I own a Tesla because I bought one when I heard it was the fastest car on earth and thought that would be cool. If it were just a regular speed car, I wouldn't see. What's the upside? I, I mean, I would get in my car every day and think, what's the upside of this? It, it just seems like an added pain in the ass for no reason. What am I getting out of it? You know, there's less maintenance and and there it is. costs less to charge it than uh, than filling up on gas. But I'm I'm sorry, unless you live in a densely populated area, uh, uh, my gasoline car. I can stop at a gas station. Five minutes later, I can drive for 450 miles or 400, whatever it is. Um, that's incredible. That's like having a superpower as opposed to you got to stop every so often and sit there for how long does it take? Uh, even like at a supercharger, how long would it take to charge your car? Mm, I've got the one that charges the fastest. So it takes about a half an hour. Mr. Fancy. Yeah, uh, yeah, but even you, even given that, which is, you know, pretty impressive, really, um, you've said you would never drive, for instance, from Northern California to Southern California again. I don't know why I, I don't know why I would. I mean, I mean, I guess two reasons. If you, if it, it is cheaper than uh, gas, no doubt about it. Hold on, I guess. Ah! I hope that's not a new variant. Probably, probably is. Um, Again, unless unless you're running pretty tight and you're driving enough that the difference in in gas versus electricity matters that much to you, uh, I don't know why you would do it. Or, or you're the sort of person that you care so much about the environment. Most people I know who drive electric vehicles, it's an environment thing. I don't know if that's the norm, but most people I know, it's all about the environment. It wasn't sure. It was they were it wasn't driven by it's cheaper than the gas. Well, the ironic part of that, of course, is that the environmental, the net environmental benefit of EVs is still, uh, it's not clear. Not clear at all, given the enormous costs, both in terms of right. money and environmental damage and human rights damage by all the mining that's involved. And then what do you do with the batteries over X number of years? Yeah, it's just, it's not clearly a net win, or it, perhaps not clearly enough of a net win to justify yeah, on my uh, on the Tesla app, for instance, it'll tell you every month you saved this much by uh, driving an electric car versus driving a gas car, and it's some money. But every time I look at it, I think that's not enough to make me do this. It's just not. But yeah. they, you know, everybody's lifestyle is different. But yeah. apparently, not enough people's lifestyles are different to drive them into electric cars currently. Oh, no, we're at a tipping point. Soon everybody will drive. Yeah, I think you made that up, that whole tipping point thing. And I'm not anti. I'm just a skeptical enough human being that when I when somebody hits me with a, a rationale that's crap, I, I got to call it out. Yeah, I would agree. I know, I know a lot of people who are anti, who are just flat out, I don't like the idea of an electric car. I like the combustible engine. I like the sound of the motor. I, like, I don't like change or whatever it is. I know lots of people like that. Um, I'm, I'm not that way, but it's gotta be as big and roomy and comfortable and, you know, at least not more expensive and easy to charge up or I'm not going to do it. Right. And right. I think most here, here. people are there. Sorry, Mr. Secretary General of the UN, you're out of luck. Quick word from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're keeping you in on the action. They are keeping you in on the action, and as soon as I get my script, I'm going to tell you all about how they keep you in on the action. It's good that they do. Well, let me mention that new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Dot, dot, dot. 
That that is uh, absolutely fantastic. Plus, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and go uh, go to sign up with the code Armstrong and Getty. You do have to spell out the and. That's code Armstrong and Getty only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply armstrong and getty imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions i'm mini driver and this was the idea i set out to explore in my podcast mini questions this year we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Like this headline from the New York Post yesterday. We can talk about this in hour two. Worst dressed Senator John Fetterman strikes blow for slobs everywhere. As the <laughs> Senate has done away with their long standing dress code to accommodate the loser socialist Senator John Fetterman. And what does that mean about all of our standards? Maybe we'll get to that in hour two. Sounds good. Yes, indeed. Plus the shadow presidential campaign being run by duplicitous Gavi Newsom, the governor of the failed state of California. He's been doing some big time interviews. We'll bring those clips of his royal lunkheadedness next hour. Right now, though, who's reporting what? It's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie with what's Grady in the news. <laughs> wow. Wow. From the Not New York Times. I just... From the New York Times, Biden to urge nations to protect and nurture democracy. Talking about him speaking today to the United Nations. Oh, okay. He's going to urge the world to continue backing Ukraine. That's what they're they're assuming he's going to do today. Yeah, I was just reading in one of your big newspapers the uh, the the 
McCarthy's having to go to some of the ch- chairs of the various committee to whip various Republicans to get, like, over 50% on board with more Ukraine funding. And, man, I don't like that dynamic, but we can talk about that later. How long will that continue to be the term of art when you're trying to get people to vote some for something? We're going to whip them. I'm surprised it still is a thing, yeah. From the Washington Times, Hunter Biden sues IRS, alleging agents illegally disclosed his tax information. Filed a lawsuit yesterday saying that the IRS repeatedly and intentionally disclosed his tax returns, failing to protect the confidentiality of his tax documents. Well, let's see how that This feels to me like uh, you so cloud the water with expensive litigation that you say to the IRS, well, we'll, we could drop our litigation if you drop this. That's what it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. From USA Today, five American prisoners released in prison swap with Iran have safely returned to the United States. I saw that one guy's attorney said he was beaten and tased every day during his, was it five years in detention? Wow, where did you hear that? Uh, stand by. I, I only say that because the the only the, the the quote I kept hearing all day long yesterday from the mainstream media was one of the dudes that got released. He's excited to see what the new iPhone is like because when he went in prison, it was the iPhone uh, whatever it was. The original iPhone is like the five S or whatever, and he's excited to see how technology has changed. I didn't get the they beat him and tased him in prison every day story. This is from the USA Today. After 2,898 days of captivity in Iran, the Siamak Namazi was desperate to feel the warm sun in his face, lay in the grass, and look up at the blue sky. Um, suffering agony. Uh, whereas uh, Namazi said the prison is visually, virtually a dystopian United Nations of hostages, inhumane and sanitary. And his lawyer said he spent several years in a cell that was so small with no bedding on a concrete floor and no toilet. He was, quote, taken out every day and beaten and tased and lots of horrific things done to him. That's oh. what the lawyer says. And we paid a billion dollars each to get these people back. CNN, Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich is still in detention after latest appeal is denied. So he is still in captivity in Russia. From Fox yeah, News. We'll be paying enormous amounts of, for him and or trading truly awful human beings for him soon enough. From Fox News, Fauci and wife's net worth exceeded $11 million when he departed his government post. Wow. They're saying his net worth went up $2 million during the pandemic. Congratulations on your life of public service. As a government scientist, wow, made $11 million. That is something. From the California Globe, California legislature passes tyrannical package of 12 gun control bills. Wow. Going to affect all of the legal gun owners while all of the illegal guns are still out there. 12 and gun laws? Mm-hmm. The very progressive DAs that Gavi Newsom and his party have endorsed and elected refuse to charge people with gun enhancements. We probably have to. inequity. We probably should go through those one by one, maybe for one of our local news uh, anyway, uh, to discuss what they all are. That's a lot of gun laws. From TMZ, NFL star suffers gruesome knee injury out for season. Video is awful. Sympathy pains Don't big time. Don't watch it. Yeah. Ugh. And from the Babylon Bee, bad luck. Military announces lost F-35 was carrying Epstein client list. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. So they found that plane eventually. It crashed also in South Carolina, but that's I its own. That. That's its own interesting story we'll have to get into. I hope you can stick around for hour two. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.